Listener's discretion is advised. Let's go. What was I gonna do? Oh yeah, I forgot how to do this now. Oh wait, no, I don't. I do. Good evening. Let me start over. Now my throat is cleared again. Good evening to all of the parties who are listening here on this Friday edition of Random Stuff, aka Caesar Chavez Day. Yes, not only is Cesar Chavez's birthday, it's also the day that we get to celebrate that day because in the state of California, there's no school. Mm. And you're going to have to, I'm going to have to look up who Cesar Chavez is. And I have seen the movie, a biopic about Cesar Chavez. And speaking of California, WrestleMania is going to be in Inglewood again. Actually, in the L.A. area. I said again because it's in the L.A. before. Yes. Uh, WrestleMania 21 goes Hollywood. Uh, WrestleMania 2000 and Anaheim. Twice. Twice. WrestleMania 12 was where Shawn Michaels defeated Bret Hart to win his first WWF Championship. Yes, I said WWF because it was once called the World Wrestling Federation. Then in the year 2000, we got the tagline of McMahon in every corner, where each of the McMahon family got to side with one person. Uh, Stephanie McMahon, also obviously with the then WWF champion Triple H. The Rock got to be with Vince McMahon. Mick Foley got to side with Linda McMahon, and of course, Shane McMahon's got the big show in a fatal four-way, four corners, or yeah, fatal four-way match for the WWF Championship. Then on WrestleMania 21, saw Dave Batista winning his f- first world championship in the WWE, or should I say the big gold belt, which ended the reign of Triple H's uh, reign as the world heavyweight champion. Yep. I said the World Heavyweight Champion. The one, the same big gold belt that was uh, promoted in the NWA and WCW. We may see that come back. 
But there's one thing that comes to mind, and that Rey Mysterio. Mysterio defeated Eddie Guerrero in WrestleMania 21 Goes Hollywood. And starting tomorrow, yes, I said tomorrow, <clears throat> because it's the start of the two-night WrestleMania event, Rey Mysterio finally snapped against his own flesh and blood. Two weeks. Actually, last week. A week from tonight, Rey Mysterio finally accepted the challenge of his own flesh and blood. And that, how did it happen? Well, Dominic told his mom to shut up. And uh, here's what happened. At the end of the day, you support him. At WrestleMania? You're on. I'll see you at WrestleMania, son. And now Dominic is running like a chicken, or should I say running away like a pussy. He can only attack Rey Mysterio if he gets distracted. And then when he is about to be attacked, he runs away like a chicken. Will he run like a chicken tomorrow at WrestleMania? Goes Hollywood. Speaking of WrestleMania goes Hollywood, they got Kevin Hart to do the cold opening before night one of WrestleMania goes Hollywood. And it goes like this. There's only one person on planet Earth distinguished enough to open WrestleMania Goes Hollywood. International man of intrigue. The biggest name with a smaller than average frame. Now hold up, hold up. Voiceover guy. You gonna do me like that? I just would read what's on page. Yeah, you know what? You lucky you just voice or else you'll get the big boot little leg drop. The star of WrestleMania Goes Hollywood Cold Open, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Hart. Look, as a master storyteller, I'm here to tell you all the story. A once upon a time and Hollywood story. The stuff of legend with legends. Something special. The greatest in entertainment. What a time to be alive. 
This is the story of when the greatest show in live entertainment took over Tinseltown. City of Angels, buckle up. The moment is upon us. Everybody's going Hollywood. <laughs> I cannot wait. And I mean everybody. I feel the need, the need for speed. Stop thinking about WrestleMania. We got star power. Austin Theory versus John Cena. Action and adventure. Romance. I don't mind if I do. You know what else we got? What else you need? We got room for more. It doesn't get any bigger than this. Welcome, world, to WrestleMania Goes Hollywood. Wow. Hey, what's the pyro budget on this thing? Oh, yes, Kevin Hart. Lots and lots of money was paid throughout the fireworks. Oh, and by, oh, by the way, they just revealed the WrestleMania stage. The WrestleMania goes Hollywood stage, that is. And we're going to get to Corey Graves and Carmella to uh, kick things off. And featuring my very, very terrible commentary. Since uh, you don't get to see it in a podcast, but, you know, it's just me. But this is a reveal with my terrible commentary along with Corey Graves and Carmella on the reveal of the stage for WrestleMania Goes Hollywood in two nights. WWE Universe, you are looking at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California, the site of Super Bowls, of college football playoff national championship games, the home of the Los Angeles Rams and the L.A. Chargers. But this weekend, it's the home of WrestleMania. And this year's WrestleMania set reveal is sponsored by WWE 2K23, Even Stronger. Welcome, everybody, inside SoFi Stadium. I am still Corey Graves, and she is the moonwalking, trash-talking princess of Staten Island, Carmella. Carmella, it's finally arrived. It is here. WrestleMania is upon us. What are you most excited about? This is Hollywood, baby. I mean, the stars are going to be out. There's bound to be a few surprises. It's going to be bigger than ever. Oh, you're right about that. It's so big. We need to enlist a little help for this year's set reveal in the form of two world-class pro skaters, Brianna King and Bonica Torres, and a six-time X Games gold medalist, Leticia Buffoni. I understand you ladies have something pretty spectacular planned for tonight. Oh, yeah. We're going to skate down the ramp. But you're going to skate down that ramp. That ramp, yeah, the long ramp. Have you always been crazy, or is that something new to you? Oh, we do crazy stuff all the time, so. Well, are you ladies ready? ready. Let's kick it off, baby. Let's not waste any more time. Let's go. And here we go. There they go, all three of them skating down the ramp. Oh, and the fireworks have been set. 
And now Buffoni is going to go to this ramp and into the ring. Folks, the design for WrestleMania Ghost Hollywood is there, and tomorrow will be the start of the biggest and the most spectacular WrestleMania yet. Because the main event will be on Sunday, as Roman Reigns, the leader of the bloodline, will have to defend his undisputed WWE Universal Championship against the man who won this year's Royal Rumble in the men's side of things, in the 30-man Royal Rumble, that is, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. What's gonna happen tomorrow night? We'll see about that. But yet again, a lot of events coming up, including two showcase Fatal 4-Way Tag Team matches for the men and the women's side. Oh yes, Edge and Finn Balor, the Demon King Finn Balor, the leader of Judgment Day, will go head-to-head inside Hell in a Cell. And... Not only that, we're going to have a triple threat intercontinental championship match between Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, and the defending IC champ, Gunther. And a whole lot more. Uh, there's a whole lot more than you think. But until then, folks, after this brief ad, we're going to recap uh, Sunday's, last Sunday's uh, NASCAR Cup Series race, the Echo Park Automotive Texas Grand Prix. So, uh, stay tuned, folks. Eggs, they're impossible. Holding them, cracking them, making them hot, but not anymore. Thanks to the Egg Wizard. The Egg Wizard makes perfect eggs every time, and it's the only kitchen product guaranteed to fight the secret cabal of Satan-worshipping cannibals who control our water supply. No more messy counters. No more sloppy plates. No more George Soros lizard men. The Egg Wizard makes eggs easy. As easy as it was for Mr. Rogers to fake his own death and live under an assumed name in Cuba until he receives a signal to return at the head of an army of child patriots and arrest Bo and Sonny Obama. When I tried Egg Wizard, I thought, there's no way a single product can make great eggs fluffy meringue and stop the Trilateral Commission from using IKEA.com to plant DNA gathering devices in our furniture so that Oprah can clone us for organ meat. But it can. Order now with promo code THEGATHERINGISNIGH and we'll throw in a free Toastinator. You'll love the way it makes toast, but you know who won't? The swarm of sentient cyber hornets who call themselves Hillary Clinton. See 
And we back after this uh, brief ad on this uh, Friday edition, or as I like to call it, the Caesar Chavez Day edition of Random Stuff. Now let's get to one of the recurring segments. It is the quarantine version of Meanwhile called... Quarantine Wild. This Quarantine Wild segment is where we get to recap the 2023 Echo Park Automotive Texas Grand Prix at the Circuit of the Americas. Yes, I said Circuit of the Americas is the Grade 1 FIA track. That is good for the Formula 1 race, which later on this year in October or late September will be the United States Grand Prix. Once again, just late to the season and getting into that Formula 1 championship mode again. They should be every single race. But this race is a little bit of mix of stuff. Uh, William Byron won the pole and started the race. And lap 1 was already chaotic when Brad Keselowski spun. And some drivers... Tried to move out of the way and already two drivers out of the race. Jimmy Johnson and I, Dylan, and uh, Jimmy Johnson spoke to Regan Smith about his uh, early exit after not making a single lap. Jimmy Johnson checked in, released from the infield care center. Jimmy, I know you were so excited about today. How disappointing is this one? Yeah, it's really disappointing, but you know it comes with racing. It's part of it. Unfortunately, we didn't have a good day yesterday in qualifying, and we're back there around around the wreck. And we know that those those things can happen. So, uh, just most disappointed for Club Wyndham. I'm very thankful they came on board for this race, and sadly we didn't take you know one one lap under green. And then the next few laps, Bubba Wallace had trouble and made contact with Kyle Larson in the back stretch, and then causing to uh, pull. Uh, actually spread some oil, and then Kyle Larson got spun by Danny Hamlin, and Bubba Wallace was out of the race, and he was, as uh, Kurt Busch said, he was really, really hard on himself, and uh, here was his uh, very angry interview following his exit in the race. Lise, we saw the contact you had with the 11 and the 5 there, Bubba, but what happened to the car that puts you out of the race? Um, broke toe link in the rear and then oil on. Just uh, trying my hardest not to go down that slippery slope of self-doubt right here. Two weeks in a row making rookie mistakes. Six years in a cup. Need to be replaced. Thanks, Bubba. Ah, he's always so hard on himself. I mean, he, he wants the best and he, he wants to continue to improve on the road courses and the short tracks where he knows he's good and then the mile and a half are his his cup of tea. But man, you're all right, man. There's, there's mistakes that happen. Just don't make the same one twice. Yep, very, very frustrated, and the anti-Bubba Wallace people are happy that he said those words, and he they wanted him replaced. So, what's going to happen here? Now, throughout this race, even though it is non-stage racing breaks, no stage breaks after first two stages, but they're still giving out points to the first two stages, but Tyler Reddick was dominant throughout the day, and he won the race, and, uh, well, at the end, it was a wreck, uh, bump and bumper, bumper to bumper, should I say. And here was Tyler Reddick's interview with, uh, Regan Smith after his, uh, victory, his first one of the 2023 season. 
He might be able to do a couple more restarts, Mike. I'm not sure that he wants to, though. Tyler, you had to overcome three restarts at the end of that race, multiple restarts, different pit strategies throughout the course of the day. When it was all said and done, though, this car was just flat out fast. What does this one mean? It means the world. Um, yeah, this, this whole 2311 T's been working so hard all winter long to, to make the road course program better. I was extremely motivated to come in here and sorry, I gotta take this thing out. Uh, and improve that performance too. So just so proud of this Monster Energy Toyota Camry TRD. I mean this whole team, Toyota everybody, all the resources, everything they've been putting into this to help turn around the road course program means a lot. I'm Brad, I'm out of I'm out of gas, but uh I feel a little bit better with Monster Energy. Tyler Reddick, your winner in Circuit of the Americas. Well, once again, congratulations to Tyler Reddick on his uh, first win in the 2023 season. Meanwhile, William Byron had a top five finish, but he had no chance against Tyler Reddick for the win anyway. But here was his uh, interview on TV on Fox. And fifth today certainly doesn't tell the whole story of the race, though. You and Tyler Reddick having a heck of a battle throughout most of this race. That was fun to watch. Yeah, it was it was really fun. You know, Tyler's great at the. They were great all weekend. Tyler's been great at the road courses, and uh, we made it a battle for sure. Every time crossovers, uh, outbreaking each other, that was that was a lot of fun. I hate that it kind of got down to restarts at the end. I just I got shoved off one time in second, and just uh, we needed we needed a top five, and and uh, probably probably could have done some. Things things different but overall good day for the Liberty University Chevrolet and um, yeah good speed I mean just Tyler was so fast all weekend so felt like I was just when I got the lead I was just slipping and sliding so uh, it was fun thanks William yep a fifth place finish as uh, Regan Smith said by uh, William Byron who already has two wins this year is the only multi winner of the 2023 season so far by the way uh, forgot to tell you, this is NASCAR's 75th season, so uh, 25 more years to go. Now, someone named Kyle Busch just finished second, uh, and he got interviewed, and this was uploaded to the Front Stretch YouTube channel, and by the end of his interview, he called out Ross Chastain for being dirty. Listen to the end. We're up today in a rather interestingly unusual finish, wouldn't you say? Uh, not really. No, I mean, once you get one caution, you're going to get a slew of cautions. So that was pretty much expected. But, um, you know, we had a good day. Uh, was really on a, just didn't know how it was going to shake out with all of our pitch strategy stuff. You know, we were always the first ones on pit road. But um, for some reason, we had really good long run speed when we tested here. And today we just didn't didn't have enough long run speed. I felt like we had good middle run speed, um, but we were just burning up the brakes and tires and everything. So we had to get tires earlier than most. Were you a bit shocked that William Byron didn't take the inside line to go to third and you were like, hey, I'll take the position for you? <laughs> um, yes and no. I mean, you can't, it's hard to give up a front row start, you know, but um, <clears throat> when I took third and I got second, and then I took third and I got second again, I was like, I there's there's no sense in me going to the outside and getting pushed out in the gravel and all that stuff over there. So, um, you know, if that area was paved and everything where the grass is, then you you could take the outside because you'd have a hell of a lot more runoff and opportunity to work your way back to the track. But with the way everything shakes out over there, you got to be inside. For sure. I mean, how much would the Fontana allow you to have this option versus if you had to have them in and try to be a little bit careful about getting this finish? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing was just 
I, I got alongside Reddick there on that one restart into the S's, and I could have forced the issue and pushed them off or whatever, but uh, we ran each other hard, we ran each other clean, and gave each other room. So um, I, I'd, I'd respect the kid, and he's been nothing but great to me, so I, I give him respect back. And so we, we've had some good races between each other. They were really fast. I mean, they deserve the win. There's no sense in, in taking it from them. Um, somebody else that doesn't know anything about clean over here. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Tell me. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it hurts. It is what it is. Today, it's just the shifter's more like this and more like this, so you didn't really use it, but it burned a little bit. Says a guy who spun Dale Earnhardt Jr. in 2008. Also, the same guy who intentionally wrecked Ron Hornaday, who was a championship contender in 2011. And then, you know, being a baby about it. And he says the his opponents are two-faced. Well, no one has more two-faced than Kyle Bush himself, who is only nice to his family. And you can bet on that. Yeah. Real, real-life supervillain. Who thinks he owns everybody. Now, there are some road course ringers here uh, as well. I, uh, Kimi Raikkonen finished 29th. Uh, dro he drove the 91 car for Trackhouse Racing. Uh, there, Connor Daly, another uh, road course ringer who currently drives in the IndyCar Series. He had a DNF driving the number 50 car for the Money Team Racing. Uh, but there were some uh, that are... Big, big, including two-time IMSA champion Jordan Taylor, who filled in for uh, Chase Elliott, who finished 24th, and Jensen Button, who drove the 15 car for the uh, Rick Ware Racing, had a top 20 finish. And here's the uh, post-race interview from Jordan Taylor and Jensen Button, which was uh, featured in weekly show for the NASCAR on FS1 series called Race Hub. Guys don't really plan on making clean moves. Uh, I kind of expect it to be, it to be a little bit more respectful. I think if guys see an opening, they just go and expect to use you to get the car stopped. So yeah, just an experience thing. Um, I should have probably known that just from watching years past and probably been more of the aggressor to put, kind of push guys into other guys and not be the guy getting pushed through. So just an experience thing, but yeah, super, still super happy to get my cup race debut done. Thanks to Hendrick Motorsports Unit first and everyone for having me just too bad it didn't go our way. I have to give it to these guys. The first 10 laps, they just destroyed me. Left me standing. I mean, every time I was in a corner, I had someone overtaking me. And I was like, this just feels wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm driving in a race where nothing feels natural. You know, normally when I race, if I go into a corner a little bit slower, no one's gonna drive on the outside of me because they won't get there. But in a cup car, you can. So they'll go on the outside, put a wheel inside for the next turn, and then just push you off. So you have to give them room. So I took a while to learn the race car. And I haven't raced for three years either. So and I've never hit a car, intentionally. Um, and then after the first stint, when I changed tires, I was like, guy, put me in for clear air. I need some laps on my own. And they did a really good job on the pit stop. And I was able to run clear. And I, I really enjoyed it. And the pace was good. And then the next in, I'd had a whack from Kimmy. 
and it just felt so oversteery and I just went backwards and I also had heat exhaustion. Um, I was like, guys, I'm gonna have to stop. It was, it was that bad. Um, so yeah, I need to improve some things in the car. I did stop near the end of the race for a minute, twice, to get some ice and some water because I was gonna faint otherwise. So yeah, it was tough, but I enjoyed the end. I got it wrong on the last restart, but I made up three or four, no more, like five or six places on the last two laps. So I enjoyed that. By the way, I hope uh, I hope I see Judson Button again. Oh wait, wait, wait! We do, we do, we are going to see Jensen Button again, two more times uh, in the street course racing at Chicago, Illinois, and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course. But I really hope to see Jordan Taylor or his brother Ricky race in the stock car. Presumably in the uh, the Xfinity series. Maybe we could uh, see Ricky Taylor in uh, oval racing maybe. that Hopefully that uh, the Xfinity series program for Hendrick Motorsports would expand to maybe like six races or seven. Have some drivers driving in uh, oval races. Uh, have some chance, you know. Have a chance. That's, uh, that's all I'm saying. Maybe you can have Ricky Taylor or Jordan Taylor drive the Indianapolis road course in that number 17 car. That one's open because the Xfinity Series program only can only do the Circuit of the Americas, which William Byron finished second at the, there. And then Kyle Larson gets to drive it twice. One at Sonoma Raceway and the other is the Darlington Raceway, the fall one. And... Alex Bowman's driving that 17th car at Watkins Glen. That's the schedule for the uh, Hendrick Motorsports for the Xfinity Series. But until then, folks, more to come. But after this brief ad, we're going to listen to some Petula Clark honoring the late Karen Carpenter back in 1983. Stay tuned on this Cesar Chavez Day edition of Random Stuff. Were you inspired by the January 6th rioters, but aren't sure how to insurrect in a non-English-speaking country? Well, now you can, with Kuolingo, the only app that teaches you how to unsuccessfully overthrow your government in over 70 languages. Whether it's Spanish, German, Chinese, or even Swedish, We've helped thousands go from hunting speakers Where are you, Nancy? We're looking for you! to language speakers. Je suis en prison. So try Kuolingo today. Kuolingo, available in most languages, except whatever this is. Enanamas. And we back, folks. Now let's get to some music. Now this one's back in 1983, just days after the death of the late Karen Carpenter. Petula Clark uh, was able to pay tribute to her with uh, one of the songs from the Carpenters called For All We Know. So here was her piano acoustic performance back in 1983. Here's Petula Clark. I want to do something a little bit special. Uh, a few uh, years ago, I was in Los Angeles and I was asked to sing at the uh, Academy Award. 
show and I sang the song which actually won that year and uh, it was a very glittering occasion with as many stars in the audience as there were on stage very Hollywood and uh, I was a little jumpy before I went on and I received a telegram just before I went on it made me feel a lot better it was from the lady who had made this song a hit and I remember it very well she became a very dear friend of mine and she said hi Petula sing the song pretty for me tonight <laughs> and uh, her name was Karen Karen Carpenter and My sister, my friend. It's hard to believe this strange, tragic end. You were funny and nice, a little naive, and you lived for your music. Now for you, I grieve. Look at the two of us Strangers in many ways We've got a lifetime to share So much to say And as we go from day Today, I feel you close to me. A time alone will tell. Let's take a Love may grow for all we know. Let's take a lifetime to say.
Folks, that was Petula Clark with uh, her acoustic piano performance of The Carpenters for all we know, paying tribute to the late Karen Carpenter back in 1983. Now, after this brief ad, we're going to wrap this Friday episode up, so don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. Hey there, kiddos. It's Joey B. Ferroni. I'm going around this great land we got telling folks to invest in America. When I was a kipper, I remember the President Tommy Jefferson invested in America by buying up a whole big chunk of Louisiana from the Frenchies for a barrel of wig powder and a couple of beaver tails. And look at Louisiana now. We got ladies showing off their hoo-hoos, and all you got to do is throw them a string of beads. Hallelujah. That's how you invest in America. And that's why I want everybody stocking up on Tommy J's $2 bills. Grandkids love them. You can use them to start up a cobble shop or study to be a fishmonger or drive a wonky scoop. Good jobs. Jobs you can raise a family on, Jack. This week, I'm coming to your city, but don't make a fuss. I'll sleep on the sofa. All I have is a few dietary restrictions. Doctor says I should slow down on the dairy. Gets me tooting like a sousaphone. Anyway, I'll be there around 5.30, but don't wait up. Just put on a pot of decaf and some boiled prunes, and I'll be regular in no time. Alice, it's fun. It's it's having fun. Folks, that is it for this Friday edition of Random Stuff. But be sure to tune in tomorrow to the two regularly scheduled podcast episodes. So, we'll see you then and uh, nighty-night.